This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. What a bully! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's on the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast. Pre- no, it's another pre-game show, unfortunately. It's a full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, uh, after Burnley's dismal showing at home to Arsenal yesterday. As you can see, I'm joined by Sam and Liam. You'll both know them very well. Sam, it's been a couple of weeks. How's your arm, mate? You might not be able to see everybody. Sam has got his arm in a sling. Uh, because he's now wearing a black hoodie, so it's not as apparent <laughs> as it was earlier. Um, but his arm's in a sling. He dislocated his shoulder. That's why he couldn't come on the other week. How, how's your arm, mate? Yeah, it's getting there, mate. Getting there. Just want to get back to football now. It's the best part of my Saturdays if I'm not watching Burnley now. Yeah, well, it, even if you watch Burnley, it's probably still the best part of your Saturday. Um, and down at the bottom as well, joined a little late, but here he is, uh, Liam Warrington or Visa. You're probably better know him as. Uh, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I do apologise of, I don't know why, I can't turn my camera horizontal, I don't know why, so I've used my, my phone for this, I do apologise, but yeah, um, 
had a good day yesterday until I saw the result. So I'm sure we're going to go into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm one of them that was obviously at the match and uh, I was one of them that was wishing I wasn't. Um, so anybody who didn't go on the game or chose to do something else, I I applaud you for that. I applaud you for that. I'm a mug. Um, but thank you, everybody, for coming in. Thank you. Get, keep your comments coming in. Nigel Pickles, he says, we're saying the same thing week after week. Thanks for last season, VK, but you're destroying our club time. So obviously, we'll get into that. Uh, David Logan says, not good enough. Even I'm starting to think he has to go. The first three comments are all about Vincent Company. Uh, AJ Claret says, yeah, please, can we talk about Company? We will do. We'll look at the match first, and then obviously, we'll go into Company and, uh, and stuff, because it's obviously a talking point. Uh, Ray833 says, just can't listen to VK anymore. It's like death by a thousand cuts. Uh, morning, Raj. He says, this is going to be spice. Uh, uh, Dale Husband says, can we just do a 24-25 season preview right off this season? Well, yeah, I mean, might have to do that. Um, Dale, I noticed that you were coming over for the next match. Drop us a DM. Um, we'll sort something out. Uh, Ray833, but will anything change? And AJ Claret, you're talking amongst yourselves, nothing changed. Morning, Milltown, how you doing, mate? Uh, and apologies if I've missed any of your comments out. Morning, lads, says John. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, greetings from Asgard uh, as well, says Gingerelli. Greetings there. Morning, people, says Claret and Blue. Uh, morning, lads, says Jim. Uh, dislocating your shoulders, probably less painful than watching Burnley, says Dale Husband. That's obviously aimed at Sam and his and his Not shoulder it. dislocation. Um, but before we get into it, I don't have a running order today. I've, I've just, yeah. I'm just, we're saying the same things week in, week out. So we'll. We'll just we'll just discuss stuff, but obviously I've got to do all the formalities beforehand. Uh, so I just want to remind you all that we are um, the Turfcast Podcast Full Time Show is now officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance, a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one to one personalised service. Their finance first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance in a deal tailored to suit you, and they can even settle any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast Podcast, if you mention Turfcast too, then they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend in the Burnley FC club shop on completion of your deal. So make sure, if you are getting a car with them, which I recommend you do, I got my car with them, then you uh, you recommend uh, mention us because you'll get obviously two hundred pounds worth of, of gear. Um, but right, Sam, we'll start with you. Um, thoughts on the match yesterday, please, mate. And bear in mind, we've only got about an hour left. <laughs> uh, honestly, mate, I, I I'm starting to I'm I'm starting to genuinely be baffled by it all now. Like. I agree with that comment about the people that are on the fence now are finally, like, it feels like the penny drop moment for a lot of people. Like, it's not just yeah. a case of, oh, we've still got, like, 16, 17 games left. We can beat some teams. Like, that performance yesterday has been a consistent theme through this season. Uninterested performances, no fight, going into games with no expectation whatsoever. We've spent £110 million on players that don't even get into the team. We've got wingers, we're winger FC, we're playing a cam at right midfield. We're bringing Del Quire on at left back, who we bought for a million quid. It is honestly just shambolic. We've gone into a game against Arsenal. And granted, yeah, we're not meant to win. No one says we're going to win. I didn't think we were going to win. I put the tweet out the night before. It's a level to lose, though, isn't there? You've got to, you've got to show you a certain to, level of fight. And, you yeah. have to compete. It's, it, this isn't an FA Cup tie where Oldham managed to go and play Liverpool and they're buzzing to get a tie. You're in the Premier League on merit from last season. So you should be, OK, yeah, the gap is getting bigger and bigger. But 5-0 and not barely having a shot, like... 
it's just ridiculous. And we're, we are sat here now. Like, I, I completely agree with people as well. I was very much, and I still am in the camp of keep Vincent company. But there are serious question marks now. There are there are things that he needs to be called out for because his team selections are, are sometimes shocking. His tactics clearly aren't working and he's unwilling to change it. We've got Manuel Benson, who can't get on the pitch, but he brings Goodmanson on, like Goodmanson's going to be a game changer. Goodmanson comes on, we can see two minutes <laughs> later. Like, I just don't get it. Like, we are, we are living in this world, like you say, Joe, we are living in this world where we're seeing the same things over and over again. And Liam will say the same and you'll say the same. We are bored of it now. We just are. It's just, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we have to do this show every single week and we have to now because we have sponsors. So like I used to, when we were shit, we're like, I can't do it now. Um, I can't be arsed now. Whereas now I, I literally have to do it. Like I have to do it. Like, what do I say <laughs> now? Like what do I say that I haven't already said 15 times this season? We're not good enough. Ramsey shouldn't be anywhere near the pitch, but he keeps getting selected. I'm doing, he shouldn't be anywhere near the pitch, but he keeps getting selected. Then we'll have a VK in out debate. More people are going towards out now though, which, which will make the debate better. But He's just not learning from his mistakes, is he, Liam, for me? Vincent's doing the same thing again and again and again. And the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. And that's exactly what's happening. But, Liam, your thoughts on the match yesterday, mate? And obviously the wider issues at the club, because I know you didn't uh, watch the match yesterday. You was obviously playing football yourself. Um, yeah, I, I opted to play for my club instead. Um, it was kick-off at the same time. We, we were playing against a semi-pro club and I thought I'd get some more enjoyment out of that and enjoy the experience. And there lies the issue. I remember at the start of the year, we played Villa at home, we were playing Spurs at home and I didn't play for my team at a time because I, I wanted to see Burnley. I was buzzing, I can't wait. And the, the thing is, is like the entire fan base is experiencing is we're experiencing a stage of apathy where we would just go into the game or we're just watching the game because that's just what yeah, we... Yeah, exactly that. I don't really, like, out of everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks and months, the one thing that I cannot... Uh, the, the one thing that I can't... Um, uh, I can, can you still hear me now? I think you still can. I think we're down for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only... Thing which I cannot like ignore is the fact that no one cares. No one mm-hmm. cares about going to the game. Like even the game yesterday, like, we're in the Premier League, as what Sam said. We're not some league one side up against a Prem club and hope to get a goal. We're here on merit. We're, we're meant to be competing, and no one has any hope or even any care anymore. No one hopes that we're going to go and get a result. Like, we saw Luton this year have a fight against City. They were 1-0 up against City at half-time. Liverpool should have won that game. It wasn't for an equaliser. Arsenal, four, like, a figure 4-3. Chelsea made a comeback and showed some fight. What have we done this year? I don't know what we've done. I can't give you a moment that like, is like a, wow, I can't, I didn't expect that. Other than we, we, beat, we beat Fulham? Is that what we have to show for ourselves? And that we actually showed a bit of fight at Villa away? Like... Again, there's nothing I can really say that's much different to Sam because we're all in the same situation of being completely shocked that we are absolute shit. Like, I can't... Like, there's nothing. Like, only the only one player that was in our team that last year that won the championship, we all loved. We loved that club. We loved that squad of players. Only one started it today. So it's just a group of players that we don't know who they really are. There's no cohesion anywhere because they don't know each other with no experience in the league. So we're just watching just a fucking group of randoms at this stage 
Like, there's mm-hmm. no connection to this group of players. And that is just the, the feeling with a large chunk of the fan base. And the worst part is, if you're company in or company out, this is the issue. It doesn't matter. No one cares because everyone is like, oh, we're going down anyway, so might as well stick with them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's a sad state of affairs. And it's just where we found ourselves. So we're just going to go for the motions and get relegated in April. And then... Like, hey, we'll win some games next year and we'll just ignore this season, which would be okay if we were like Luton and spent barely any money. We spent a hundred million fucking quid. You know, this is, we're still Burnley. That's not the amount of money that we should just be throwing away. So, yeah, and that's just kind of where we're on at right now. Yeah, fucking next week, Palace. Yay, let's hope for something that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, at least the games get easier. But obviously we've, we, I mean, and, and it's weird because there's an Arsenal fan in the chat who, who is saying, you know, he's not being a dick, uh, but who is saying like, you you know, you're playing Arsenal, we're a good side at the minute, we'll just put six past West Ham. And yes, there was that element to it yesterday, but it's been like this all season. Like as Liam said, what have we got to show for it this season, winning at Craven Cottage? Like we are having this debate every single match. Like we're not, we're not showing up against... We didn't show up against Bournemouth away from home. We didn't show up against Brentford away from home. Like it's not just because we've got beaten against Arsenal. And this is what Liam, you'll be used to it, but like obviously Twitter Clarets is is a bit of a toxic place right now. So there's a lot of abuse flying around. And yesterday, myself, Natalie from No Name Never, Tom from No Name Never, um, and a few others were all just getting abused off of fans. And it's just it's just become like this civil war brewing now of people arguing and just and not having debates and just calling each other pricks. Or and someone offered to flatten me yesterday. It's like, wow, because I said because I said companies is not doing very well at the minute. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's just yeah. it's stupid. But this is what it's done this season. Is my point? Like, it's not just because we lost yesterday. It's because we've been like this all season. And now, like you said, Crystal Palace away. Yes, we can look at that and think potential maybe to get a point because Fulham are probably a higher level than Palace and we managed to win at Fulham. So that's the only hope I'll take into that game. But again, it's just been like this all season. But Sam, I do want to come to you and I don't hate praise on the opposition too much in this. But Arsenal were good yesterday, weren't they? They were very good. I'll, I'll give them the dues, but we just didn't show the fight. That was the problem. I think this is the thing though, because like when he first put the comment in, like like I completely agree with what he's saying. Like, uh, fair enough. When they played Liverpool, Liverpool struggled to play against them. Arsenal are a fantastic football team, but strangely enough, mate, I don't support Arsenal. I don't support Liverpool. I support Burnley, and I've watched Burnley go and play at home against Arsenal and put up absolutely no fight whatsoever. My Saturday league team would have put more effort in than that. 100%. Like, it, it's honestly shocking, mate. I, I, honestly, like. The first thing you get taught as a footballer is at least put the bare minimum effort in, at least run around the pitch and look like you want to do something with it. If somebody's better than you, fair enough. Like, I completely get that. They are unbelievable, but effort is the bare minimum. I say it to you all the time, don't I? Like, when people say, oh, yeah, he's a good player because he runs around a lot. So what? There's people in the National League that run around loads. It is the bare minimum for a footballer to just run around and show a bit of art. Like... We're in a situation now where we're 19th in the league. We're level on points with Sheffield United, who are playing today, who could who probably will put in a better performance against United at 100%. home. And they could get something from that game. Luton are flying, so they could very easily beat West Ham today. Like, we're in a position now where we are genuinely, genuinely, we have no positive to go to now. So all these positives that people have talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks about, oh, yeah, but look at performances. We played West Ham. We only lost on the 90th minute. It's like, oh, yeah, we were 1-0 up on the 87th. Like, we played Palace. All the performances were a bit better. They're nearly 10 weeks ago now, 12 weeks ago. 
Get yeah, your head and now we're back to square one. Live in the moment. We are playing shocking football with players that aren't bothered, with a manager that's unwilling to change things, and comes out at the end of the game with the exact same speech every single week. Oh, you we know we need to be better and we know we, where, we, where we're going wrong in games. If you know where we're going wrong, change it then. Don't do the same thing week in, week out and expect us all to sit there and pay our hard-earned money and tune in to watch the games, watching mediocre football with absolutely no effort whatsoever. Fafan is the only player who cared the, the other day. He's on a six-month loan with no option to buy going back to Chelsea in the summer. It means nothing. Like We're, we're, we're literally in a shambolic state right now. And what we're doing is we're sinking. We're absolutely... We're not putting any effort in. We're just sinking... And like Liam says, are we happy to go down into the championship and just like, and, and they're all, all the players and the manager are sat there also in the same vein as we are, just going, yeah, we're in championship next season, so we might as well just plan for that. Don't put much effort in, lads. You don't want to get injured. Like, put a bit of effort in. Show us that we're here on merit. I'm sure the fans something to shout about. Yeah, 100%. Remember, I, I just going... Sorry, no, Liam. I just want to go, I just want to go back. Because Sam did mention some fixtures, I don't accuse any everybody. Uh, it's Sheffield United are playing Brighton today, and Luton, Man United. Oh, is that? So, is that? I've got that completely wrong. Then sorry. Yeah, you've got the fixtures with the wrong way around. Way, both teams are still gonna. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they'll put up more fight. The point still stands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Liam. Go on. I just didn't want people confused and thinking, "Am oh, I woke up on Monday?" <laughs> it's because I don't get. I've not watched nah, football uh, much. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, just against City, first game of the year, company's press conference was saying that, you know, this will be the worst we'll be in the Premier League this year. From now on, every single game will learn, every single yeah. game will make progress, every single game will get better and better. And the thing is that, you know, we did get better, uh, but that's because I think we completely realised that the, the plan that we had for this season, we completely bought into our own hide. So many players that we thought would be a big key part of the season, Josh Cullen, Kano Roberts, Manuel Benson, Anna mm. Sururi, Muric, so many players that we thought, yeah, they'd be good this year. We were all thinking Manuel Benson would be back in 10 goals this year. We all thought that Anna Sururi, this is his massive year because he'd be showing a bit of here and there and we got something to watch and be looking and excited towards. And then, like, everything changed. Roberts, like, honestly, I, I, I can't believe how much we completely cocked up this year. I can't believe it. It's actually extraordinary. Like, so many players that we thought would be the main players are now no longer good enough, and players last year that we thought were no longer good enough are now our best players, or now our mm -hmm. starters. Vitinho, mm -hmm. backup right-back this year, now our best right-back. Roberts, our best right-back, now thrown away alone for some reason. And, and same, same thing with the likes of Charlie Taylor. He was seen as not good enough to play for a Vincent Company system and a style of play in a championship. Now he's our fucking lord and saviour. Like, there's no plan about this. There's no, like, okay, okay, we've completely cut this up. Okay, let's do this and do that. Why are we... Come on, explain to me. When we are 4-0 or 5-0 down, why are we bringing on Vitinho for Asignon at 4-0 down and keeping Manuel Benson on the bench who we begged, to, who we begged apparently, to stay here anyway? What the fuck's that about? Why are we not bringing That's on what Benson? I mean. But bring on the, a right the, back when 4-0, 5-0 down. Makes no sense. I don't get it. It's not just the team selections that are baffling. That's what I mean. It's not just the team selections that are baffling. It's the subs as well. And this is what this is why I, or admittedly still VK in at the minute, like I'm getting closer and closer to the edge because he's just making stupid 
choices. And yeah. I just think I don't that Ram like obviously I hope to God Rams is okay. I hope it's not a bad injury. I oh, hope yeah. he, I hope I hope we see him again this season, like admittedly from the bench, but I hope we see him again this season. I, I hope it's not a bad injury. Mm -hmm. So I feel bad criticizing him at this stage. But what has he done to keep getting in the team? It's, yes, it's he's got not, good technical ability, it's but he's, he's good missing in games too much. And it's, it's the same with Amdune, but that, company, it's every single week playing. selects him. Why on earth is he on the wing? I don't get it. Why do you buy a player who plays a certain position and play them out of position? It's basic shit. It's, it's honestly, it's doing my head in now because we're literally sat there doing it with every single player. Del Parr comes on, he goes to left back. It's like, no, he's a centre-back. Don't put him on at left back. Then you bring Charlie Taylor. It's like, oh, put the left back there. That might be like, yes, obviously. Like you keep changing everything and playing players where they shouldn't play. Stop doing it. Just pick the play. Like, what on earth has he done to convince Benson to stay? Because he's obviously fed him a load of poppycock. Because there's absolutely not what has he what has he said to him? Oh, you'll play. Well, it hasn't happened, has it? Because he's not even from what yet. I, I, I never pretend to be RTK, and I always I always put that out there. But from what I have been told, it was a case of more like refused him to go to the club that he wanted to go to rather than convince him to stay. Like He wasn't convinced to stay. He was refused because the, the deal didn't make sense for Burnley. Mm -hmm. But even then, though, like there, there will have been so many teams in for him. Like we, 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 we fended off AC Milan in the summer for him. And you reward him with what? With, with, or you're on the bench, but you're not playing. And we gave him a new contract. Let's not forget about that. We gave him a new contract in the summer as well. For this what? Is for me. Was it was it five like, years? Five year contract. It's a five year contract. Yeah, it's huge. And Cullen. I think Cullen's like four years or Zeruri got one at the end of last season as well, I believe. Like we signed all our, our big players to big contracts. And we're literally sat here in a situation now where none of those players can play. That's the thing that's also doing my head in as well. Like I don't know if it's annoying you two, but it's the narrative behind everything. It's not just everything that we're seeing on the pitch. It's the narrative. It's like like you say with the whole Zereri thing as well. Like Zereri doesn't get in the team. He was one of our best players last season. But then we go into this season, we play Brun Larson, who we got him on loan, but then he's worth £1.5 million and we're playing him over him. Nathan Redmond was getting game time over Zereri. We spent £19 million on Mike Trezor, who was meant to be the saviour winger that we were going to try and buy. He's not playing because we're playing our Ramsey on the yeah, right hand Like, Coley Oshaw, fair enough, left wing, played brilliant, got injured, you need to sort it out. Bear, brilliant player, again, fantastic. Didn't play for the first 15 games, so he got thrown in there and ended up being okay. But where is £19 million Trezor? Where 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 is our, our superstar Moroccan right midfielder who got to the? But do you know what I mean? It, it's just it's the narrative behind every single player in every single position. Like we've gone and bought um like where's Bayer? I know he's been injured for ages. Where is it? You don't even hear about him. We didn't hear about Ekdal for three months. It's like we've got that big of a squad, and it feels like we're so thin. And I just don't get it. I just don't understand. It's funny you mentioned transfers, actually, because someone put a tweet up yesterday. And, and apologies to the viewers, listeners, whatever you want to be called, that those of you in the chat, I am, I am seeing your chats. Or they're all coming in, but I've not had a chance to read them out yet. But let's just start, because I, I went on AFTV this week and I tried to put out a point of like, oh, companies player profiles quite good. We're trying to do things in a different way, bringing young up-and-coming players and bring them into the squad and sell them on for profit, because that's what we need to do. And we've seen some exciting players come in. Like the players that we brought in this summer, Zeki Amdune, so far failed. We'll probably leave in the summer and we'll never see him again. James Trafford will go on to probably be a good keeper, but so far failed. Ramsey failed. 
Obviously, Bale were made permanent. Sanderberg, decent enough. Wilson Orderbear, decent enough. Dara Rocher, hit and miss. Probably more miss than hit at the minute. Obafemi, that became permanent, now on loan. Hans Delcroix, I mean, is not... Oh, my God. Obafemi. It's not his fault, but Jeez, it's not... I forgot about enough. him completely. Yeah, well, it, it was dreadful yesterday. Luca Corley also, fair enough, class. Nathan Redmond, what were the point? Hanno, Masengo, yeah, will probably come good, but at the minute, what were the point? Vigaru, I get it. Third choice keeper, you need it. Trezor, Sam's just mentioned it. There's only two there that you can look at and be like, yeah, really good. Obviously, Orderbear and, and Corley Orshaw. Sanderberg, probably sit on the fence with him. Probably more yes than no, to be honest. All the rest. Dreadful. Like you said, Trezor, where is it? We've signed him for all this money. Now he's now he's on the bench and can't even can't even get in ahead of Goodmanson. It's just it's just ridiculous and it really really is. And I just want to uh, read this comment out actually because obviously Casey, thank you so much for the donation, mate. I appreciate that. Um, he says cathartic. This lads, I genuinely believe if we sign nobody, we'd be on at least the same amount of points as we are now. Mm. Don't think we are any better. I agree with that. And I know we had this debate probably the third game in, but I do feel that last season's team beats this season's team. So mm -hmm. I, I completely agree with that. But yeah. Um, Liam, your thoughts on on some of the obviously Sam's just gone on about uh, Trezor. Uh, your thoughts on some of the names that I mentioned and 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 the transfer window in general in the summer because when you look at all the names and and how well they've done, it's, it's just it, the only thing you can say is that it's a failure. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's a failure. And I don't know how we've gone through both windows without getting a left back. I don't know how we've managed to pull that one off. Even January, how we didn't get a left back, I don't understand. And here's here's my main concern is the idea of okay, we go down, but hey, we'll sell some players, get maybe 30, 40 million. So we'll sell Colliosho and Odalberta, maybe Foster and Berg and whoever else. Okay, cool. But what happened to the players that brought us up in the first place, who we completely tossed off to the side? Why would they want to stay next year either? So we're thinking, yeah, but like Zerubi here and Benson and 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 Roberts will be back on loan and. Like, the players that got us up as well, Cullen, Murich, are they going to stay as well? So the players that we brought in that doesn't want to be here because it's going really bad right now and we think we can maybe make a bit of profit, they're going to want to go. And the players that we trusted to bring us up, who did really well, who we've thrown off to the side, they're also going to want to go as well. So what team are we actually going to have next year? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, why would Zeroy want to stay here? Why would Benson want to stay here? Why would Cullen want to stay here? Or Murich or any of these players? So what team are we going to have this year? And this is the idea of a project, which I don't understand if we go down, but we lose both sets of teams because both of them are pissed off. So I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm completely lost on exactly what's happening at this moment. Like, and again, that's the key thing which I can't excuse this company for. Fans don't care. Fans don't mm -hmm. have hope. We're going to turf. Or we, if you guys go to the turf with no real hope of, hey, maybe we can get a shock result here. We could do something. I, no. Did any of you guys in the comments, or you two, Sam, Joe, did you have any hope of beating Arsenal? Get, no, getting not. a goal? Nope. It was obsession. You went to the game knowing what was going to happen. Just, the fundamental just... issue is that the fans simply don't care. And that is inexcusable. The fans have no buzz of going to the turf. And that is mm -hmm. inexcusable, especially for a team who is meant to be, fundamentally, the Vincent Company style that we were used to is an attacking style of play, a free-flowing, expansive style of play. We had not a single shot on target yesterday. 
but mm-hmm. we're still shit mm-hmm. defensively. So I don't know which type of team we even are really anymore. I think we're kind of counter-attacking, but we're shit at defending. And we also aren't that good attacking either. We've got a bit of pace, but so uh, the, the lack of experience means that we're just not clinical whatsoever. So we're just kind of nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Our, our identity is nothing at this moment on the pitch. Yes, we play some young players who could be good in the future, but yeah, exactly. You know, we're gonna we're not that individuals time, right. which we don't have right now. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that's my biggest thing is like it, it, football's not about individuals. So like, yes, Coleosho and Odebear have ended up being good. Like, that's fair enough. Like, Estevé could be all right. Asignon has looked good. As- uh, person, I'm just putting it out there and we were going to lose anyway. I still don't know how that penalty was a penalty because it didn't actually look like I touched him. But yeah, anyway. I mean, I was going to get into that eventually. It's not a pen, but it doesn't nice matter at the end of the day, does but it? Yeah. He's still been he's still been a very good signing for us and I hope that we do make it permanent and I hope that he stays because he, he looks a really good player and he's the type of player that you would want in your starting eleven in the championship to come up with you into yeah. the Premier League type thing if it happens, but it might not. Um but my biggest thing is, like, football's football is obviously a team game, and especially with the way football is now, you can't just be, you can't just have good individuals because you have to be connected as a team. You have to have mm-hmm. a style of football and play to a certain style of tactics. It almost feels like the defense are not connected to the midfield, the midfield's not connected to the attack. So it's just loads and loads of individuals just playing dysfunctional football. The midfielders get it out wide. The wingers have no idea where the striker is. They have no idea if a fullback's overlapping them or coming next to them so they can pass the ball. They've got no idea whether they need to go and beat the man or they need to cut back. They don't know whether to cross the ball or to shoot. It's just, and you watch it all the time. And it's like, you get the ball to the wingers, they run down the line, they get themselves in a cul-de-sac. They have no idea what to do. They play it back to the fullback. We go back to the centre-half, we pass it around, we play it into the midfield, we lose the ball, they score. It just happens all the time, like... We have no pattern of play, no identity, no idea what's going on. Players that don't want to be there, a manager that's tactically inept so far this season, you know, a board that's buying players, you know, straight out of nappies. Like, it's just, what's the point, mate? It's The club's gone from being on cloud nine last season to in total disarray with, like, 13 games to go or whatever. Like, no one's confident, no one's happy. And you just have to sit there and say, it's failed recruitment. The manager is, you know, naive at this level and doesn't actually know what this level what this level took. The players aren't ready for this level. Realistically, we need to go back to the drawing board, look at the situation. But people that think like, oh, we could go down and we've still got brilliant players to go into the championship with, this isn't the same type of situation. Like, we're not going down with players that aren't going to stay and we're losing an entire team. We have to rebuild the squad. We're going down with players that clearly don't show any fight in the in the Premier League. We're going down with some of those players. Are some of those players going to be Deadwood? Are we going to have players that don't want to be here? Are we going to have players that, you know, can't compete at the championship level? Because, you know, Del Quattro doesn't look like he can compete at this level. Dropping down, I don't know whether or not it could, it could suit that. Vitinho barely played in the championship as well. Like, this is my thing. Like, if we go down, are we gonna are we gonna pay forty five million pound again? And is that just gonna be the same cycle every single season? Are we gonna go into the championship, spend loads exactly. of money, we can't keep doing we go that. back up, and then just not compete again? Like, so I'm just, like I say, mate, it's just, it's just getting really boring now. Like, and like I say, we, we've had just really quickly going back to kind of like what Liam said. You know, like when he was saying about like the, the way that the turf feels and the fans feel and all that type of stuff. We had that years ago under the Dice days for different reasons. We stayed in the Premier League, yeah, but the football wasn't attractive. You were going to, you were going into those top six games, and it wasn't fun. You were, you were going to lose. Okay, yeah, you'd put more fighting, but you still knew you weren't going to get three points. So you were almost going 
to watch us sit behind the ball and try and score, you know, from a set piece. That wasn't fun either. This is for different reasons. People aren't going to the turf now because they know that we could actually get smashed every single game by anyone. It doesn't matter if it's the top six. If you're mid-table, you could beat us 4-0 at the moment. Like, we're just not in a good place at all. And it ain't nice, mate. Like, and none of us are happy. Nobody in the comments are happy. So I just feel for all of us, really. Yeah, Michael Sullivan says, if things don't change, then we will be in free fall and in another relegation battle next year. I don't think it's that bad just yet, Michael. Obviously, no, the difference no, is it, no. it's a trajectory. It, it's, it's difficult to, to stop a habit. Now, if we keep, if we lose every week and lose every week, like, it's, it's a good point you raised earlier. And like, what is going to be the team next year? Because, like you said, Trafford potentially not even good enough for that level. Probably will be, uh, and then Murich won't want to play. Then you've got Cullen, who probably won't. All right, he was a Championship Player of the Year last year, but he'll probably thinking like, why the fuck should I fight for this team again and this manager again when I've just been tossed to the side? Same with Benson, same with Zorori. So it's. And then, and then you've got the likes of Orderbear and Corley Orshaw, who I do think will rip it up in the championship next season. But then are we going to be, be in a position where we need to sell them? So it's a good that's a good point, that one. Like, what is going to be the team next year? Because a lot of us, like, I do sit back and I do still think well, we, we, we will win the league, we'll do very well next year when we go down. However, it's it's we need to see some fight from these players. Like we we need to see you're gonna to need to fight next year if you want to get promoted out of the championship. You you're gonna to need to change. And like we showed fight last year. We had fight from Barnsett, we had fight from Cork. Like where are these players now that are gonna show fight? We had leadership as well from them too. Where where's the leadership now? From Foster, like he might not be here next year. From Sander, he probably will, but we'll see. If somebody comes in for him and offers decent money. So it's interesting that point that you raised earlier about the championship team. And and I was leaning more towards the fact that we'll be okay next year, and I still am. But it's an interesting point. Like, what is the team going to be? Uh, that's really the only answer I have for that, really. Like, we'll sell some players, bring some more players. It'd be, some, it'd be a new kind of team with yeah, maybe we... three, four players we see this year. And then yeah. we'll just move on with that really um again the only thing i can't excuse with company is the fact that no one has really any hope or us of watching burnley we kind of know what's going to happen because even though we do play some nice football at times like liverpool in that first half we were probably the best yeah. team in that first half we actually played some good yeah. football that's the frustrating thing there there is talent there is potential there is actually some nice bits of play the issue is is that we are in the most physical most clinical, the best league in the world, and we always make mistakes, and we are not strong. We are weak. We are so weak. When you have a goalkeeper, James Trafford, that is a child. The fundamentally, our foundation of our, of our, of our back four and our goalkeeper are children in comparison to the players that we are up against. They're not strong. Like, Burnley or Volder, Sean Dyche, we are probably not good anywhere near technically compared to any of, the, any, of the, any of the other teams. But at least we'll put a foot in. At least we can mm-hmm. maybe do something else. Yeah, you've broken up a bit there, Liam, so I'll just jump in there. Um, Albert's in the comments. He says, Apolog- uh, Albert is the guy that was on the pre-game show, so I just want to read this out. Uh, Albert JTV says, uh, Joe, apologies for what my boys did to Burnley yesterday, but just wanted to drop in and say, keep up the great work with your channel, love, bro. Thank you, mate. Um, but yes, uh, Liam, you have frozen. I don't know if you can hear us, but you're frozen. Keep your comments coming in, everybody. Uh, Christian Callister says, name me one positive from this season. Um, 
call the show. And that's from six months ago. Uh, other than that, Order Bear, like from the from the actual season, there hasn't been any. As Liam said earlier, uh, I will just remove you, Liam. I don't know if you can hear me. Let me know when you're back because um, you're fully frozen now. Um, yeah, Coley Oshaw, Order Bear. There's 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 not many positives to take from this season, is there, Sam? Honestly, mate, there's we haven't got we haven't got a lot going for us at all. Like we, one of the biggest things that. I've I've seen from this um, one of the comments there. Uh, I'm going to try and find it, but basically, um, oh, that's it. So we had last season. Um, Put it on screen if you want. Mate. I don't know what yeah, we're looking at. <laughs> so basically, um, like that comment there, like that was one of the biggest things for me. We went through a, 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 a an element of change within the club where we changed the owner. Everybody was worried about how the owner's going to do. We ended up buying Corny and, you know, we had the, obviously, we signed Vegos, kind of didn't work. Um, we tried, we had the whole Orsic transfer saga, which we, everybody thought was going to be the saving grace for the Premier League season that we went down. We went down. going to be shit for Southampton. Yeah, exactly. We went down and then everybody was like, okay, what's what's the next step? Because this, this next step means, could make or break where the club is. We could either bounce back using the parachute payments, you know, and really utilise the fact that the Premier League does help the teams that come down. Like now, you know, now we're here, we can own it. We were parachute FC, whatever. Um, we spent all the money that we did on the players that we needed. Um, recruitment was good because it was like, and, and then they got that side, right? And then we brought in the manager and everybody was just like, how on earth have we got Vincent Company? Like, this is Vincent Company. And then you started to see the pulling power of the players coming in and you started yeah. to see... Like, you know, the transfer fees we were paying, you could think, like, what is this team cooking now? Like, we are cooking on gas. Then we started the season and you were like, okay, you can see the signs of how we're trying to play now, but it's still not exactly what it needs to be. We went to Stoke and drew 1-1 at home. We, we played um, we played Preston, we drew 1-1. We did the same with Hull at home as well. We were poor. Like... And then gradually started to see it all start to sort itself out and sort itself out. And we ended up going on this madness season. And that created this connection between the manager and that team and the owner. And everything came to some one beautiful, perfect harmony moment where everybody was like, do you know what? This is absolutely perfect. Nothing can change this. Now, this season, in my opinion... All of that has been broken because the board have absolutely have changed the idea of, of bringing in the, the type of players that we were going to do. Company's tactics haven't worked and he's unwilling to change it, which is worrying in itself. The players yeah. that we've brought in have not filled the void of the loan players that we lost last season. We're in a position now where we're 19th in the league. The, the, the worst team in the Premier League this season, Sheffield United, are currently level on points with us. So what does that say about us? We have no leadership within the team, no leadership from the manager, it seems like. The, the uh, Alan Pace has gone dramatically quiet on all his social medias and stuff. He's not doing interviews and stuff anymore. The, the club is in a, a position where we've gone from one end of the spectrum to the other in the space of 18 months. And that's why we as fans sit here and we have this these discussions week in, week out about nothing's changing and how miserable we are. Because 
we've seen we see it like that we see it as we've gone through this transition period it all worked out and you've just undone it all in 18 months and yeah. we're now in a position where we go down again and we're worried for how the club's going to go again we're worried that we're going to be able to get back into the premier league we're worried that we're going to lose all the players that we fell in love with someone made a point earlier about we don't sing and have chants about any of the new players that we've bought because nobody likes them nobody cares that they're here because they don't show that they care about us so like why would you and and, yeah. and and then you sit there now and we go into the championship and we're expected to do it again. Like, what? Uh, we're expected to do it again with no change. We need to change something. I still don't think that that's the manager, but something has to change because this isn't good enough. <clears throat> well, that brings me on nicely as well. Because obviously the, the big debate at the minute is, uh, are you company in or out? Now, before we get into it and everybody get your comments ready, uh, to let me know whether you're in or out. Um, Neil Layfield's message to Turfcast WhatsApp group, and he and and he's he. I'll be honest, just for what's the word, just for transparency. Neil is now VK out, as he mentioned on the show about three, four weeks ago now. But yesterday, um, when it was four 0 down, just going back now, um, sixteen fifty six. Neil Layfield sack him. Nobody answered him. Everybody <laughs> just ignored him. And then he puts a quote in, uh, and then obviously him and Isaac had a bit of a chat. But then Neil has said this morning. He said. Feel free to say this on the full-time show if you want chats, but for me, Alan Pace being completely loved with Vincent Company means there's no pressure on him to win, which means performances and results drop off. Company is basically untouchable in that position and has more power than Pace, who just wants to keep him. He did have a credit in the bank from last. He did have credit in the bank from last season. Sorry, but for me, that has well and truly run completely dry. You're only as good as your last game. Last season counts for nothing. Eight months later, or whatever it was, this is also a completely different team to last year, which again is on company. <laughs> he has to be held accountable. Like he has to be accountable for some of it. I agree. Uh, well, a lot of it, but um, yeah, like obviously. What I'll do is I'll ask you all whether you're company in or out, but we are coming up to quarter past 11, which means we've done around 45 minutes. So we'll aim for around another 15, 20 minutes, but I'll obviously end it naturally when the stream uh, starts ending. But just to remind you all that Burnley's sleeve sponsor for the 2023, sorry, do that again, 2023-24 season, I'm about to unveil something special. The limited edition Burnley FC uphold card set to launch soon. Easily add funds to your card and unlock its perks, whether you're spending at home or away. The card lets you spend in any currency, Anywhere globally, it's accepted everywhere. MasterCard is without foreign transaction fees and offers a competitive exchange rate for added ease and security. You can even pay with Apple or Google Play. Uphold even values community demonstrated by their pleasure to donate £5 to Burnley in the community with your first purchase using the card. Secure your spot on the waiting list today at www.uphold.com forward slash Burnley FC. Terms and conditions obviously apply. Right, Sam, company in or company out? Uh, company in, but it, in. it is wearing very, very thin now. Very thin, and I agree with the point that Neil made. Like, managers have been sacked for a lot less, managers have had more in the bank. Dice was sacked for less, I think, in my yeah, opinion. Like, Mourinho, Mourinho had more in the bank. He won the league the season before and then played 15 games and got sacked. Like, we won the championship, we're in a different league, and we've not. We've not competed. We've won two, three games. We beat the worst team in the league, 5-0. And then we beat Fulham. We've drawn with half of the league. Like, we, we lose to everybody else. Like, it, it, it honestly, like, we're just not, we're not in a good place. And I completely, like, like I say, no matter how much you've got in the bank from last season, we've now played 25, 26 games 
and we've won three and drawn three. It's been such it? a dismal season. Yeah. Well, I know, I know we've won three. I think we've drawn three. But that that's that's not good enough. Lost and a that's, million. That's relegation form. And if it was a manager that we were competing in games, we were losing one nil, two nil. Fair enough. We're losing five nil. Still now, 25, 26 games in, we did the same against Spurs 5-2 at the start of the season. So we can ship five goals, three, four games in. We can do it in week 26. Nothing's changed. So that's why I'm in the camp of, I'm still company in, but it's wearing thin because nothing's changing. You know, I feel like that's where a lot of people are, where you are, Sam, like VK in, but give it a few more games, and if we continue to show absolutely zero fight or zero whatever, then a lot of people will will, will move from that fence. Liam, I think you, I've just seen you blink, so you, you, your camera's not frozen. Uh, are you VK in or VK out at this current stage? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm VK in, I guess, but I can't give you a reason. I can't get that's exactly my point. I can't defend him anymore. And I can't tell you why I'm VKing, other than I just don't see the point in really getting rid of him at this stage. The, I, the, you know, look, we're going down next year. That's just the reality of it. And the company knows the club, he knows the league, he's already won the league. So it's like, okay, so I, I would rather keep him so that next year we're in a good position than sack him for who. Again, who do you bring in? Who can really come in? I don't know. People saying Cooper, that was at Forest. I doubt it. Um, not not the same style of team. I, yeah. So I saw someone say Rabbit online yesterday on Twitter. Are you mad? Block like, block them immediately. Yeah, that, like this is the thing, right? I can't give you a reason in because. The, the reality is every single club's fan base is laughing at us, thinking, why the hell are we sticking with him? But it does feel like company's bigger than the club. It feels that way. It feels that he's untouchable. Visiting company's 19th place in Premier League. However, he's got the more secure job in the Premier League, which is how mm-hmm. it feels. Um, and again, if he, if he has no real threat of being sacked, then he doesn't really have that extra edge to... I mean, I, yeah. I'm not saying that he's not going the extra mile. I'm not saying that he's not spending long nights at training ground, working out how to work things out. I just don't think the team's good enough. Hence why, if he goes, I don't think we're staying mm-hmm. up anyway. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's just kind of where I'm at. It's kind of like, I don't want him to go. And I kind of want to be known for a club that believes and trusts in the manager. And at, at least, no matter how shit we are on the pitch, at least we do still have an identity, I guess. We do still have a plan. 
But yeah, like that's kind of where a lot of people are at right now. It's like, yeah, eh, we'll move we we'll move on to next year and just kind of write the year off. So that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people, like I said, are like the way you two are. Uh, my my main thing with company at the minute is yes, I'm I'm companying. Um, and I am still bagging this project, Jum. I know there's a lot of people in the chat that don't like that, but it is a longer-term project. It just is. And I think eventually, if we stick with him, hopefully we'll reap the benefits from it. But he's only got 10 games next season. Like Next season, the pressure... Like Obviously, last season he came in and we had that slow start. Mm-hmm. Next season, if we have another slow start, the pressure will be too much. And, and, and he'll get sacked. The fans will be too much on him. So, yeah, I, I am still bagging the project, Jum. At Drum, sorry. And I do think we should stick with him um, but then next season the pressure will be on him and, and he'll and he'll, he'll need to get off to a good start. Uh, my main thing with him, as I've said before, and a lot of people have said in the chat, um, where was it now? Uh, Matthew Corbett here. Uh, he says, it was in, but lately he isn't learning from mistakes or I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly the same as you, except for the last three letters. I'm still in. But the thing that annoys me most about Vincent Company is he doesn't learn from his mistakes. I said it at the start of the show, but I'll say it again. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's exactly what he does. He starts Ramsey, sticks him on the wing. He starts Samduna, who's been missing for the majority of this season, apart from the two games against Forest in the Cup uh, and, and obviously the one in the league. Yeah, Eagles missing in games. Like, all right, it, it, it tweaked the style a little bit. Like, we didn't hold on to it for just as long and we, some long balls were creeping in. That's the only thing he's done. Like, and, and the left-back situation, like, he, he was stubborn with that one as well. He was stubborn yeah. with that one as well and took too long to change that. He just he just doesn't learn from his mistakes. And it's the same thing every single week, the same team selection every single week. I'm at the point now where, so obviously we've got Palace next um, and then we've got some more winnable games next. But I did say it like two or three podcasts ago that I'm in, but there's going to be a point where it becomes untenable. And I think we're mm. near the point of it being untenable now. Like if we get, say if Palace stick four past us, and then Burt Bournemouth stick three pastors, and then West Ham stick four pastors. Like there's, there's gonna the project won't wash. The fact that he has enough credit in the back from last season, bank sorry, won't mm-hmm. wash. It's just it's it's getting so close to being the final straw. Um, as Mick says here, if I'm doing his on the starting sheet against Palace, that'll be the final straw for him. But we're so close to people like like you've just said. You two have just said like I'm in, but I can't really explain why I'm or I'm close yeah. to the fence. That will be the bit that pushes people off the fence. Uh, off the fence, I think. I think. I think the thing for me is as well, though, is it's like Liam says, like he's got, he's got that kind of that money in the bank type thing where he's he's like even last season when you've had Pace coming out saying it's like going out with the fittest bird in town, and everyone wants a piece. Well, it's like now this season we've got home. She, her lip fillers have dissolved. Her hair extensions have come out. She's taken the scar off and she's an absolute heifer. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not looking right. And the thing is like, I, I listen, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely not in the camp of, you know, company out, but I, I, I do agree with you all. Like, and, and everybody in the comments as well, I completely agree. Like we, we don't have a reason like, We've not had enough to shout about this season. And, you know, yes, you can go back to 18 months ago, but that's not the reality now. Like, you you can't live in the past as a football fan. Otherwise, you you know, like Arsenal would be going back to when they were invincibles and stuff like that. Like, they, yeah. you can't do that. You have to live in the moment. And, like, years ago when they weren't doing great and, you know, they weren't making the Champions League and they were finishing eighth in the league, they were living in the moment. They weren't looking back at the past and looking at all the situations. that They were looking at where they were there and then and it wasn't good enough for what they wanted. 
this isn't good enough for what we wanted. We don't want to go into the Premier League and not compete and then go down and compete again and then come back up and not compete again. Like, nobody wants to do that. We want to see clear guidance from the club, from the manager, and know that when we're moving into the next stage and when we do go down, we've got a plan in place and that the, the fans can clearly see that. And then when things go right next season or don't go right, we can turn around and we can say, OK, we can actually see what the issue is. This season, you can see what the issues are and as fans, if we can see it, how can he not? And he's not changing anything. And that's yeah. the issue that I have. Like, you're not changing anything. And if we we can all see it, we've, we've done nearly an hour podcast about what we can see. And if he can't see it, uh, and it shows he can, because he's not changing his tactics, he's not changing his players, he's not changing the way that, that we are. So we are just in a position of seeing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And... Quite frankly, I'm quite bored of it. And by the sounds of it, so are you two. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said, the, the, the worst thing about setting up a bit, I had a bright idea. I know what, I'll, I'll have a Burnley podcast because there's only one. And, you know, I'll just offer something a bit different. I'll have a Burnley podcast. Four and a half years later, I'm sat here miserable thinking, I wish I didn't start this because now I have to do it. <laughs> we're, all, we're all bored of it. We're all bored of saying the same thing over and over and over again. But you said there, Sam, uh, he can't see it. I just don't see how he how he's looking at that and not seeing it. I think he's looking at that, seeing the issue, thinking, no, that that is an issue. But if I keep doing this, like my idea eventually will shine through. And I just think he's being stubborn, to be honest, Liam. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Liam? I, I, I don't think that he can't see the issues. I just feel like he's being stubborn. Like, why are you... There's no other reason for playing Ramsey for so long and I'm doing it for so long and not dropping them. And Trafford... He, uh, he didn't do anything wrong yesterday, admittedly, but he's had a lot of poor games and made a lot of mistakes and not dropping them. Like He can see the issue, but he's just being stubborn, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know why Ramsey is playing as a rabid fielder. Um, I'm doing it, I guess, is only started because there's no one else other than Jay Rodriguez. So unless if we play with a three-man midfield and maybe like a 4-3-3, three, three, then we can do that. But Or five-back? I don't know. I really don't know. It's just a sad state of affairs. Like, issue is, sadly, as we're all fans of this club, and we're football fans in general, I have hope for Palace next weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forget about all of this. I'm going to forget about the feeling I felt when I saw the, the score yesterday and I saw the timeline and it was just all downbeat. And I'm going to go into next weekend against Palace and think, yeah, we can get a result here. They're missing some key players and I'm going to be ready to go. And again, if we do lose quite badly to Palace next weekend, then like, then that will be a really bad, bad, like serious moment because they're not good right now. Then they they want Hutton out. They're all over the place. And if we still can't beat them, then what's the point? What mm-hmm. is the actual I mean- point of being a? I completely agree with Liam, but at the minute, I'm worried. Obviously, Hodgson is in hospital or whatever. But I think I think the only reason why Hodgson hasn't been officially sacked is because he's falling ill at the training ground. Like They will probably have a new manager in next year. New manager, new ideas, crowd behind them. At least say an essay, I don't know if they're injured, but they'll probably be running at our defenders. I, I, I'm i the same as you, Liam. I do go into next week thinking, oh, yeah, come on, it's Palace. We can beat Palace, the shit. But then they will get the new manager balance, at least say an essay. So when you look at it and think of it logically, it's probably just going to be another defeat. And, and, well, it, and it's I, tough, I'm an like, idiot because my mind is thinking are, it's there's, a saving, there's a saving grace that I'm thinking, thinking, thank God, there's we're really only two wins of potentially staying up. We're only seven points off 17th. 
which is a miracle in itself, mm-hmm. like mm. we actually aren't far away. And that's why I'm an idiot. Cause I'm like, if you could just beat Palace, you know, we have a chance here. Like we somehow are still on the edge of just one or two results in a bounce. And we are given a good proper chance of staying up. And, yeah. and how we've somehow been allowed to be put in a situation after the year that we've had is a saving grace that we don't deserve, really. I guess that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, I, I, and then that's why I'm thinking like Palace, we could beat them. Hey, you've got Bournemouth and Brentford, I think, mm-hmm. and West Ham have a chance. I, I mean, mean I, 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 oh my god! It's, yeah. it's obviously you get a win changes everything. Like if we got, well, I was saying that after we beat Fulham, like I generally thought we'd go on and uh, on a decent trajectory after that Fulham game, uh, and then eventually start competing again. But it's just gone downwards. But however, a win, a win changes things. It changes the mood, like you said. It, it puts us only a couple of points away. Uh, well, a couple of wins away, should I say? After that, like you said, we've got Bournemouth, so we get a win against Palace. We could, but mm-hmm. then you sit back and you look at it logically. We've won three games all season. For us to stay up, we probably need to win... Well, so there's 13 games left. We're probably going to need to win six. So we're going to need to need to win 100% more of the games that we've already won in only 13 games. And it's mm-hmm. that would be one hell of a turnaround. One hell of a turnaround for us to be able to do that. And then you're probably going to need some draws there as well. So, yeah, I, I think we're possible. all resigned to it. It is possible, but... It's possible it until the R's next to the name, isn't it? That's what a lot yeah, of fans always say. Yeah. But it, it is possible, but like, I, I, it's, I, like I say, it's, it's all just basing it off of what you've seen. Like, you can't, like, of course, like, it could happen, like, you know, but you could buy a lottery ticket every year for 45 years and you could say, oh, right, yeah, I've done it for 45 years. This is the one. You could do that every single time. Like, chances are you're still probably never going to win in your lifetime. It's the same type of situation. Like, what I've seen before is, there's no signs of me of of us actually beating Palace because last time we had a great performance against Palace at home, we lost two 0 Like, oh god, I forget about our home game completely. Oh god, West Ham as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, we were literally in, and like even the Bournemouth game, like we didn't play well against Bournemouth. We were but shy. We had, that, that, we had, that was probably the one of the worst points, the lowest points of this season until yesterday. That, but. It's the, like like we've always said. It's the hope that kills you, and we are and like we say every single time, and we we always feel like we need to say it because it does feel, and it is negative. Like and you can't help it because it's not been a great season. And if you're positive about this season, I don't, you must be watching like that. But literally, we're in a position where we still all support Burnley. We still all support the club. And while that manager's in there, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to be like one of them clubs that brings banners to the club and start saying, oh, we need this person out all the time. Because it doesn't... It's Hopefully we never do that. Yeah, yeah it's counterproductive. Idea. There's no point getting... You should get on the players back after losing 5-0, but then the next game starts. You just start again. Like, if you... Go to Palace, be as loud as we can, show that we're up for the fight, hopefully they can be, and then as soon as you don't see the fight, that's when you can start moaning at them. But don't go into the next game and be like, you know, oh, it's like this for the entire season. We're all just going to be miserable. We're going to go down next year. We're going to boycott the season. Andy season to get in. We're not just, we still all support Burnley. We still all want the best for the club. Go into the next game. If we get a result, go into the next game again and see what can happen. But, like I say, after saying that, the signs are there that it's not going to be great and we are going to be miserable. And 
Yeah, we've seen. So, uh, we've we've said season starts now. I think twenty eight times. Oh, this yeah. I'm not saying it ever yeah. again <laughs> until I think until the first that. of August next year. Yeah, yeah. I think we've said that so many times. Our well, season starts now, and like, I mean, you know, if we were to stay up, then when we beat Fulham, that had to be the moment that the season took a turn, and we had yeah. to beat Luton at home. We had to beat Fulham at home. We've got to beat these teams around us at home. We've got to. Mm. I've got no hope of beating anyone at home. I'm grateful that we're playing Palace away. I think we have a chance away. Mm-hmm. I think we can maybe set up to be a bit more defensive and like maybe hit them in a break because we have got some pace a bit. So like that's my only hope that I really have. That away from home, I think we have a chance at home. A five points, I think, is it from 13 games at home this year? Five yeah. points. Yeah. What on earth is that about? And there's no sort of like, again, yeah, yeah there's no buzz of really getting a, a shock result against anyone, it seems. And that's the thing. We we gave ourselves a chance. Like Liverpool last weekend. Of course, we all kind of forgot about that game now, but we actually played well. Like we look back at that game and we thought, we yeah, gave we ourselves did. a chance to stay, we gave ourselves a chance of getting results here. One, one and a half time. First half, we were actually pretty good. And then our weakness comes out again. Trafford and our, 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 our centre-backs just not being close enough to the players. And it's just the, the inexperience of that, the lack of cohesion with everything. And we just let it go again. I mean, the only moment that I can describe this year is just the looting goal. You know, when Trafford has completely flopped it. And like that's us. Yeah. That's us, so close to maybe getting some sort of final edge, but we're too weak. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we are Norwich. Of when we were the Sean Dyche Burnley, we were licking our lips, ready and, ready and waiting to play Norwich at, yeah, at home or away or Fulham because they were a nice you know, team that wants to play some nice little football, got some young players, a bit of technical ability, but they're weak. You can get stuck yeah. in. You can hit them in a set piece. You can make them feel uncomfortable. And he fall apart at the first time of asking. And that's what we yeah. are. We always seem to start most games relatively okay for the first five <laughs> minutes. Over than yesterday, for the first four minutes. We have like <laughs> yeah. one or two little attacks. Because I think it was Liverpool home. Liverpool home that I think they spent in the sixth minutes. But before that, we actually hit them a couple of nice little breaks. And Dooney mm. completely flopped it. Because, yeah. yeah. So it's like, there's something there. We just are not ready. And like, yeah, again, Next weekend, we've got Palace. I'll be looking forward to it because I'm an idiot. And I'll be like, okay, we're here. Got Bournemouth next. Season starts now, boys. And we're going to keep doing this. I am not putting that tweet up at all. I, I say this now. Come Saturday morning, I'm like, yes, come on, we could do it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's just the cycle like of a these, football fan. Just, just repeat yeah. times like just repeat it's, that. It's just the morning. cycle of a football fan, isn't it? It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, that that would be a good place to end, to be honest, because you both said some nice things there. Um, but there's a burning question that I do want to ask. I'm going to come to you, Sam, first, then you, Liam, then we'll probably start wrapping it up. Uh, thank you to everybody for watching and listening. We'll probably get about another 10 minutes out of this yet. Um, Sam, ap- apologies if Loz is texting a bit. but um, Oh, yeah. Um, no, she yeah. just literally woke up, so I'm fine. <laughs> oh, happy days. Um, Sam, you said it earlier. I've wrote it down here. I, I do make notes sometimes during. Um, um, what, what did I write now? Uh, I can't remember. That's it. That's it. You were like, something. I'm not VK out just yet, but something needs to change to make mm-hmm. it better. What is it? What what needs to change? If it's not the manager, uh, the team selections, a few of the team selections. Uh, I think, I, I, in in my in my opinion, um, I think we've said for a while 
that having a consistent 11 is the way to go forward. But not a shit consistent 11. Yeah. And so, but for that's me, our team. Our team is a shit consistent 11. So what <laughs> other options do we have? To be fair, I, our team is a shit inconsistent 11, I think, is, at the minute. It is. <laughs> if we could get like, so for me, okay, if we could pick a team, it'd be Murray, Asiyon, uh, Bayer Estevé, um, Charlie Taylor. That's actually um, a good defence. I'm sorry, but that is yeah, a good defence. That like, that's a good defence. You've not seen it. We've not seen yeah. that defence. We've seen <laughs> Del Quarant left back, Darro Shea, Estevez, Vitinho. We've seen. We even saw Connor back. Roberts at left back. Left back. Like I'm just sick of it. <laughs> Play the same players. I'm sick of it. Then like you could have like Sander Burns. You could have Brownell. I, I, I'm 50 50 on Brownell anyway because he's I do been shy recently. Let's he's be fair. He's been pretty rubbish this season. Runs around a lot, though. If, but if I could, if I could pick, if I could pick my wingers, it would be, and I, people are going to more. Like, I, I would have Oliver and I'd have Benson, but I'd be trying, I'd be trying to put, I'd be trying to get Trezor in the team. He, you're not. He wasn't bought for the money that he was bought for, and have the stats that they had last season. He's come here and clearly something's gone wrong. But there's clearly a player there. I'd rather see that than Aaron Ramsey at right midfield. Like I'm bored of that. I don't I'd rather know who... see you at right midfield than Aaron Ramsey again, mate. I'll be honest. Well, let's go. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not too bad on the wing. I'm not too. Bad. I'm gonna say you two are both like, decent enough little players. Now I, I'm well past my best now, lads. But uh, I could see yeah, one of you two in there. We'll be fine. Liam's playing semi-professional teams in Poland. I'm playing some teams I, I didn't even know existed in Leeds. Wakefield so. Massive. <laughs> fair, uh, don't give me too much credit. I think we lost 5-2 yesterday, so don't give me too much credit for that. Better you, got Burnley, to you got to that's That's like watching Burnley play Spurs. Like, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and then like, and then obviously your attack kind of in a sense picks itself. Like, you know, you'd obviously have Fafana and Foster, but you'd have to pick one of them. I don't know who played the 10. I'd probably pick Andy. You know what? Because... I would. I would actually, and people, I have said this before and I did get some shit, but I'd actually have, obviously he's injured now at the minute, I'd have mm. Fafana in the nine and Foster, not in a 10 as such, but sort of like just playing in behind him a bit. Because he always likes to come deep, and I'm not for one second comparing him to Harry like Kane. A, obviously like not. A false nine, like a false exactly nine. Exactly that, that. Yeah, like because yeah. he likes to come deep and link the play up. Whereas Fafana, yeah. he drives into the box. Mm. So that's what I do. I'd have them both up there. Fafana in the nine. Um, Foster, like you said, as a false nine, uh, as as I think is a term these days. Um, but yeah, not not in the ten as such, but just a little bit behind him. But that's that's the type of thing that I do. I wouldn't. I I just find that team and then look at the other players that are getting into the team like Ramsey to come off the bench and make his impact. Coley Osho, when he comes back, obviously he'd probably, for me, be a starter, but he'd have to be eased in. Like, I'd be using those types of players as impact players. I, I, I just I just don't know why the team changes every single week. We don't have a, we don't have a consistent 11. That would be what i do for this season. But then next season, it'd be just build a team and buy players in the areas that didn't work this year. So buy a left back. For, for the love of God, just buy a left back. Somebody who is left footed, who has played left back before, just play him, let, buy a left back and put him at left back. I don't care what standard of football he's played, just put him there. Stop putting a right footed right back at left back and just please buy a left back. That's it. That's what I'd change. 
Yep, fair enough. Um, Liam, what would you change? Because all three of us are VKing, but all three of us want to see something change. So something needs to change. What would you change, mate? Um, I want to see Mewishin go, just for the sake of I just want to see him. I want to see just something change. I want to see us trying to change up something because, you know, traffic just feels like it's just inevitable that we're going to make a mistake in the back or goal goes in too easily. And, Again, I think I said this on my review yesterday, which I couldn't send off. But like this, when you go to turf or go to any games, do you hear anything? Like, do you hear anyone screaming, shouting at people? Get back, do this, stay there, yeah, come close. We need a leader, yeah. It's silent. It's not mm. just from the goalkeeper, but defenders. Brownhill, who's our captain. I, I, I mean, I can, because I'm, I'm watching over the television again, and, and a turf more. It's relatively always quiet this year. I don't blame you guys. It's shit. So like, I can hear it, and there's nothing. There's no leadership at all in this team. So I just want to see Muich just to at least give me some sort of personality. I want to see something from this team now at this stage. I would love to see Bayer. I don't even know. Is he injured? I have no idea. I don't think Most I've heard bit. anything for ages. I think he still is, but I'm not sure. What I mean, I can do some digging this week and find out, but I'm not sure. Uh, surely he should be on nearly back by now, unless it's one of them ones that they just don't tell us about. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's not available, then I guess I have to I, I'll tailor a left back so that it's an actual left back there with Esteve. And I guess it has to be O'Shea, but like O'Shea is just like, he's not like an awful footballer, but like it's just, he's not, Premier League quality. They'd be asking you as a right back. And then I kind of just want to help out the midfield because we have zero midfield. I want to see something kind of similar to last year where you had a, had a sort of three-man midfield with a sort of number 10. And for me, the number 10, which is so obvious for me, is Johan. I think Johan, we all know, is yeah. not a right mid. He's not been a right mid for two, three years. He's so much better centrally. Play him as number 10. How did we score against Fulham to get the equaliser from a fantastic ball over the top from him from a central yeah. position? Mm. I, I, he plays as a right mid because he's technically decent so he can kind of keep the ball. However, his options are way too limited on that, on that side as he always yeah. has a cut in. So he's too predictable. So I want to see a midfield that can actually help out Berg and Brownhill. People say Masengo, he's a child. I, I, I don't think he's ready to just be thrown in right No, now. I agree. Like, I think no, he'll be good next year in the Championship, but for no now it's probably Premier a bit League early. Experience. Yeah, no yeah. Premier League experience at all. Right. Ideally, and this sounds crazy, but like I, I kind of want to see Cullen again. I thought he was decent at Spurs away, and last year he was our fans and players player of the season, and yeah, was exactly. fundamental for the way that we play. He drops in and links up play from the defensive midfield because we don't have that anymore. So I would take out Brownhill, bring in Cullen, bring in Berg, and that was kind of Johan as a kind of number ten to roam around because Foster isn't available. So then we can yeah. have a bit support support midfield. Cullen is more a defensive kind of player and can help the defense. I would rather do that just to show they were trying something different. And an order Burr, I guess, has been on the left hand side, right hand side. I mean, I, I still think Benson is still a more sub, a sub impact player. So I, I want to see Benson. I don't mind if it's Trezor. I don't care if it's Bryn Larson at stage. Where's Nathan Redmond, by the way? Is he even here anymore? What's, he's what's... injured. Right. Yeah, he, he's out for the season, yeah. How old, by the way, how old is Nathan Redmond? Because I thought he was like 35. He's actually 29, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would yeah. say he's 29, yeah. Hey, so, not wrong with being 35, Liam. Yeah, yeah so apologies. <laughs> but like, why are, we, why, are we, why are we treating him like he's Aaron Lennon? Like, he's not Aaron Lennon. He's actually meant to be in his peak years. He's probably actually yeah. a decent player, yeah. but we only ever yeah. see him in the last four minutes of the game. So I don't even know. Just give him a goal. He's got some experience at least. So 
Like, he might do well adult. in championship if he stays. I don't know if he's. No, I'd, I'd like to. Tr- I'd like to. It, so I, 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 Liam, I completely agree with you. But I'm on that side of. I would rather try players now to get them into the starting eleven, or just try like don't try them for next season. But like, we need to see what like we needed to have seen what like Nathan Redman can bring in his actual position. Same for Aaron Ramsey. Like now's the time to drop Hamdouni. If you're gonna bring Ramsey in, at least just put him in the ten. Like, yeah, just play him in his actual position. Like, we all we always go back to it when we talk about Aaron Ramsey. Go back to that Man United game, the only game he's played in the ten so far, and he was absolutely electric that first forty-five minutes. He was so good. He was getting the ball. He was turning straight away into his man. Like the one time we've seen him play in his natural position, he played well. Then when he plays on the right hand side, and it's not it's not to people's. I'm not saying people are wrong for thinking it, but like. You have to wonder a little bit, like, oh, he's not playing well. Why? He's not a right midfielder. Just because he's played there for Borough and played okay for Borough sometimes on the right-hand side doesn't mean he's a right midfielder. In a different system, it doesn't work. And in our system, it clearly doesn't. I'd, ra- I'd, I'd And I agree with you. I'd rather see somebody like Goodmanson, who I've always said is, he's not a winger. He's a technically good footballer. So that's the reason why he gets game time. I'd like to see him in the 10. We saw it last season when we went to QPR and he played in that 10 role. He was, he was unreal. He is what our creatively best back. player. In terms of chances yeah, created, exactly. he is our most so, creative player to open up a team. You want to play it. And, 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 and I completely agree with the people. Like, like People are saying, what about Amdouni? Amdouni's all right in the 10. Amdouni's had some of our biggest chances this season and missed them. Amdouni's yeah. been one of our most... He's so bad in front of goal. His feet are brilliant and he can beat his man so well, but for three games, he doesn't do it. And then one game, he does it and everyone's like, oh, that's what he can do. And then three games again, he doesn't do it. Like... You can't have inconsistent, mediocre players sitting in a team and saying, "Oh, but he's learning." We don't have time for learning now. We need no. we need points with thirteen games to go. I do like him, by the way. I actually think yeah, he I actually do. is a really good technical player. Technically, he's a very However, good player. If you like, if you, if you put him into a team that's you know that's got some sort of stability right now, so you put him into a bit of a. I know Brighton or Fulham that can have a bit more of the ball. I think he'll show his quality, but he gets limited chances per game. And when he does have them, he doesn't take them because he's not clinical. So, mm. you know, and again, for my team, Redland's side, I don't really care if it's Benson or Redmond or whoever, but just not Johan because he's not a right mid. Yeah. And then, of course, I guess it has to be for fan up top. But, but yeah. Foster's, yeah, yeah, because Ramsey, probably, I think he's got an ACL injury, so we probably won't see him for a long time now, unfortunately. But so then Foster would be would be my number. I, mean, I love Foster. Like again, this is the thing which gives me a bit of hope. People didn't rate Foster at all throughout the entire summer because he wasn't particularly fantastic in championship. I always said that I thought he was in the right areas, just things just weren't right there. He wasn't clicking for him, and he turns out to be by far probably our best player. So that gives mm-hmm. me a bit of hope of maybe you know after a summer again. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just kind of chatting waffle here, hoping for the best, but. Maybe these players that we think are not that good can maybe turn out to be good. I want to see Trezor because we spent I think eighteen million yeah. quid in the lad, and he's not even. I don't. I don't think he's even a bad player. He just looks quite lethargic, and that he looks like he's not asked. So, kind don't of you think he gets the vidra treatment? Like, don't you think he gets the vidra treatment? Like, does you know there's a player there, but then he gets eight to nine minutes at the end of the game and then doesn't perform, and then it's almost like company goes, "Well, I tried him and it didn't work." It's like, yeah, obviously, yeah, you yeah, I can see that. It's like you're not always going to impact the game. Like, the one yeah, game he yeah, started yeah. was that Liverpool game, and we always go back to individual performances. And I thought he was all right in that game, 
But then people always say like, oh yeah, but when he comes on, he doesn't run around a lot. And he, Mate, who comes on at 4-0 down for nine minutes and thinks, oh, I'm buzzing to get a go at this. Like, I, I, you know, like, we watched El Nenny do it years ago and he came on for 45 seconds. It's like, what, what is he going to do in 45 seconds? Like, no one's going to look good in minimal minutes in a game of 90 minutes. It's, so, you know, I, I do feel bad for, for for him because, but like you guys said, there's clearly a player there. We didn't spend 18 million quid on him. for Exactly. No he had the most statistics of any attacking player in Europe last year. So there's a player there and for some reason we've decided to not utilise it, whether that be Coleosho's... Um, you know, Kuli Osho coming out there and then trying Order Bear when Trezor maybe wasn't fit and then Order Bear played well as well. So you kind of couldn't drop either one of those wingers. I don't think he's a right hand sided player because he always plays on the left, didn't he? But I don't know. I just realized I, I, I think as well. I don't know, it just came to my mind and it kind of epitomized the season for me of when it all like it all hit me. Remember West Ham at home? We were one we were one up and I uh, we Vincent made a sub. That he brought, I swear he brought Josh Brown here and put him as a right mid. Yeah, he did. He did, and then he ended up playing left back for a lot, for like two minutes as well. What the fuck's that about? Yeah, I can't believe. Uh, I think that's also why he doesn't play Cullen. I think he brought on Cullen, and then we immediately conceded both goals. So I think that's why he doesn't play him anymore, even though he got subbed on for I don't know five minutes or something. Mm. Yeah, I just that, that. I mean, that West Ham game is pretty much a year that this the moment that the season kind of was gone. If, yeah. like, if, yeah. if we do go down, which we like will go down, I think we're going to look back on that back-to-back Palace and West Ham games of being them. You know, back in 14-15... Yeah. Palace we, for uh, me, yeah. 14-15, yeah. we had two home games in a row. It was West Brom at home that were 2-0 up and we um, flopped it at 2-2. And then it was Palace yeah. at home that we were 2-0 up again, I think, and we also lost 3-2 in that game, that Dwight Gale um, winner. And like, yeah. we look back on that season, I think that was when we lost it. And I think this year we'll look back on that kind of back-to-back Palace again, dickheads. And... Um, and West Ham game and think that's when we lost it as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of yeah. the, the ticking point for me. You can go back to the the individual games and then obviously there's there's like there's still the side of which I'm never gonna let die, never ever gonna let it die. There's still the side of VAR and terrible refereeing that's also cost us points this season as well. Like we oh, could yeah, be yeah. in a better position if it wasn't for VAR. Like if we'd have yeah. won at Forest, we'd have got two points. If we'd have got the draw against Bournemouth for the offside, we'd have got another point. Like we'd be in a healthier position. I'm not saying that that's the entire reason, but we'd be in a better position if if refer- standard of refereeing was better as well. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say with VAR, that's not the reason why we are shit. We're just no, shit, no. and it's not been good enough this season. But VAR hasn't helped. Um, yeah, and I cannot definitely. wait to piss it off next year. I can't <laughs> wait to be back and have a shit for that reason alone. It's so yeah. draining. So, but draining. do you remember saying that? I remember saying that last time we went down. I went, oh, the positive is, you know, we won't have to to deal with VAR. And then the first game of the season, Uddersfield, somebody got hacked down in the penalty area. I think oh, it was Barnes, the most blatant penalty yeah. ever. And we were like, where's VAR? We need VAR in championship. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts in it. Oh, um, but obviously. I think it was Reading at home that like they had the most blatant penalty of all of all time. Oh, yeah. I think I think I think ultimately we, we benefited that season from the dodgy decisions. Yeah, the, I, I remember that. I, was thinking, I think I was doing commentary that game, and even from when I was looking from from above, I was literally just like, "That is the most blatant like penalty I've ever seen in my entire life." I mean, we, we scored from Zerubi like three minutes later. I always remember the interview from Ince afterwards, and like literally, he, I've never seen a person. I was scared. I was in the room, and I was terrified, thinking he's gonna look at me in the eye and stop fighting me. Honestly, 
yeah. like so then that's the kind of negative with well, not having VAR. Yeah, but I'd rather know. I'd rather just know that. Is it a shit mistake? Okay, it's their yeah. fault. It's their but like at least they're human. I can understand that yeah, yeah. in the moment. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather I'd rather like somebody get a decision wrong and like just sit back and own it and be like, okay, it's annoying but it's happened rather than somebody get a decision wrong. And then look at it for twenty minutes, and then still get it wrong. And still get it wrong. Yeah, yeah like yesterday. Like, there's no contact there. Like, I don't understand uh, what the conversation point. is. I don't understand what the conversation is in the VAR rooms. Like, oh well, he's got he's gone in a bit with force there. Yeah, but he ain't, he ain't touched him. Yeah, but he's gone in with force, so it, it's a pen. But he's, he's tripped over his own leg. Yeah, but it's just the force. It doesn't matter. He's not touched him. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, but because because he slid in, he's moved his leg to a certain position and clipped his own heel. So because the other players come in, that's why he's gone down. So I think we should give a penalty to Arsenal because they are pretty close to Liverpool at the top of the table. So it'll make it a bit exciting, won't it? Like, but is it, it I said your show in the start of the year had a penalty shout for the exact same thing. I think it, it was, was, United, was, was it United at home or something? It was just a big team at home that literally had a penalty yeah. shout for the exact same thing. Yeah, we had the same thing in the West Ham game, though, didn't we? I, I remember we, we we got a penalty in the West Ham game. And then I the think it was exact, West Ham game, actually. Yeah, it was the yeah, first half of West Ham the game. Exact that was the same penalty that he got given as a penalty, they didn't get given as a penalty. And I was like, it's the same tackle. And you gave a penalty for the first one. How have you not given it? Anyway, we're going off on a tangent, but VAR's rubbish, but we're also... VAR's rubbish, but that's not why we're shit. Yeah, we're that's shit. not why and... we're here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've got to like one minute, sorry, one minute, one hour, 20 minutes. Um, I've had a look through the door, so I think that's probably a good time uh, to start thinking about wrapping up. Unless, of course, there's something that one of you boys quickly want to add. Um, have a nice weekend. Thank you. Everybody. <laughs> what are you going to do without the NFL this weekend, Sam? Just sit and cry. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the thing is, is that, we're going to forget about this and Saturday morning we're going to be up for it and watch the I'm game. looking forward to your season starts today tweet Liam I'm looking forward to it I probably will I probably will I, I, I put on three fighters times like these and I'll be ready to go like honestly that's just what's going to happen because it's like Palace where well, with the 16th they're a bit of a mess right now they're missing some key players now's the time boys Mm -hmm. That was the time. And, you know, Ramsey's injured, unfortunately, but it means that at least going to have someone new out there. So maybe something may change. Yeah. So let's find out. But, yeah, I mean, the team that I said earlier, that's what I want to see, just to show that we're doing something different. And, I mean, the thing is, we have no midfield. And as long as it's always Brown Hill and Berg, it's always going to be the same finished game that we just get caught up in and expose our defenders way too easily. But who cares? Next week, we play Palace and let's go. Up the carrots. Have a stay up. Saturday morning. Exactly. Saturday morning. Alexa, play time like these by the Foo Fighters. Then you'll be tweeting, oh, we can do it. We can do it. Uh, just what is sure it? Alexa doesn't go off. Uh, Alexa, I think, cancel. I, actually, I think don't play. <laughs> we've got Palace, Bournemouth, West Ham and Brentford. Those are our next four games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, boy. Season does start now, doesn't it? Oh, I am not doing this. I'm not getting roped in. We're 12 Max points, mid-table finish, build next season, it. Trezor up front. Come on, if man. We, if we it. stay up this year, I'm getting a tattoo of something. You guys tell me what to, you guys tell me what to get a tattoo of. I don't even know. I'll get James, I'll get Trafford tattooed on me if we stay up somehow. <laughs> that, honestly. That I'm going to let's get like number and six. This, is, this has been broadcast live. 127 people have just watched that. And it will be at least a thousand, hopefully by the end of the day. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I'm not, I'm not getting roped into this. This season starts now. Season starts now. 
until Saturday morning, and then I'll do it on Saturday morning. That's Mick says, good job, lads. Always feels better to get it off the chest. Burnley till I die says, great show, fellas. Ginger Valley, great show, guys. Danny Ward, well done, lads. Good chat. Clinton says, thanks, lads. Mick says, season starts now. Let's do it. Uh, Graham now. says, great show, Joe, Sam and Liam. Season starts now. Stop it. Stop it. True Red says, now. great this chat, is lads, as normal. Now. The season's done. The season is done. But if you joined the stream late, of course, when I press this end stream button now, it does just stay on YouTube and you can watch it back as, as and when you wish. And of course, if you want the definition of insanity, Clarence Blue 1882, the season starts now. Exactly that. Um, but of course, if you want to watch, if you want to listen back as a podcast on, on your commute Monday morning, it will be out as a pod pretty soon, probably towards the end of the day, um, judging by. Uh, a few things, uh, so we'll probably have to put it up uh, a few hours later. But of course, you can watch it back uh, as you wish. If, now, pretty if, much if we beat Palace, in. if we beat Palace, I'll fly off for Bournemouth game. I'm right flying then. over. Okay. Right then, right I'll then. There you over. go. It's there. It's Bro, there. And there. so, not only have you just spent 250 quid, I presume, on a flight. I don't know how much flights between Poland and England are. Oh, it's cheap. Yeah, that, it's cheap. Yeah, and, and now you're going to get Trafford tattooed on a crushing nipple in a in a circular ring. No, 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 no. No nipples involved, man. Come on. No, circular ring around the nipple. Not on the nipple. All the way down Even still, it's still around my nipple. I'm not having that, mate. But if you do if you do beat Palace, if there's any time to have any hope, I'll come over for I'll come over for the Bournemouth game and I'll I'll buy I'll buy a home shirt saying season starts now on back of it. Right then, and I and I and I will meet up with you. Uh, so there you go. We'll 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 meet up if you if if you get over. Uh, and yes, Mick says Turfcast video of the nipple tattoo. Yes, hundred percent. We'll have to do that. And um, coming to coming to you live from a tattoo parlor in Krakow. I don't know where about in, in Poland. I don't know where about in Poland. <laughs> I don't know where about in Poland you live, mate. Um, but right. I need to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, especially to Sam and Liam for coming on the show. It's always great. Neil, you're sacked for not coming on. Uh, Liam's <laughs> taking your place. Um, but thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for commenting. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Au revoir. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.